I want to give especially a shakaya to Avi and to, and to Lisa Hirsch how plans were changed unfortunately Yitzhi Brunchway's mother passed away and and um, was very kind of Avi and Lisa to to step to step up and to step in and to give us the schus to to come here for this year and Bez Hashem all of us should only know Simchas and every, every woman in this house should be filled with Simchas and we should be zeichet we should be zeichet all of us that should be a good kedensh to you well it's already it's almost yantiv we have to try to use our time to use our time as well as possible we're on page Kuf Chaf Aleph we're finishing we're completing the Sefer Bez Hashem the Sefer the first Chelek we have a lot of course, to do much more to continue. We were, we were learning about Ahavas Hashem, the love of Hashem, the whole tachlis, the whole tachlis of El, of Rosh Hashanah, Asayis Mitzuvi and Kippur, is to come to Sukkis, is Heviani Hamelach Hadarav, to come and to be able to move in with Hashem, to be able to have that kind of relationship of Ahavas Oyla Mahavtich. Of the Ahava to experience the Ahava between Kuchabichu and Knesset Yisrael. And this time of the year, we're trying to remove all of the things that are blocking us from having that relationship. And the Tzaddiki was explaining that there are two types of Ahava that we are familiar with regarding the relationships between people. There's an Ahava Hatluyi Bedava, there's a love that is conditional. It's based upon certain things. There's a feeling of give and take. I invest in this person, and 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 the person feels that it's kedai, and that there's and that there's there are different types of incentives and rewards and so on, which could be very very noble and very fine. But that's an ahava tluyubedaver, which we're going to talk more about t- tonight. And there's the highest madrega of Ahava Sha'ina A love that comes from that world of Ahava, where Ahava is the Gematria Echad, one, with this complete binding of the souls together. And so it is with Hashem's Baruch, there are two types of relationship. We're going to focus now on Ahava Tlibadava. In this cipher, he doesn't he doesn't really go into the Indian of Ahava Sha'ina Just a drop at the end. But the Iker for people like ourselves is to work on the Madrega of Ahava Tluyibadava, a love that is dependent upon something. So on page Kubchafalev, Ahava Hatluyibadava, Hine Bishvil Shi'i Ahava Zu. In order that such a love should exist, where, where I am able to feel love for another, because I recognize, I acknowledge, and I appreciate all that the other does for me. And over time, I see more and more of what the other does for me. So, in order that this love should exist, the love that is which is which is the secondary, lower level of Ahava, but it's really the most basic level. And it's one that you and I can really work on. First of all, you have to know 
who is doing that for you? If there's some anonymous benefactor <clears throat> that's dropping off you know envelopes at your house, or that's uh, that's re, you know refilling your bank account and you don't know who it is, so you could you could you could stand outside and call out to the world, whoever you are, I love you. <laughs> but that's a little bit silly. You love the fact that this mysterious person is helping you. You love that. But to say that you love the person when you don't know the person, it's absurd. You love what's happening to you. You love the fact that you're that you're getting this money. But you don't you can't love the one who's giving it to you since you don't know who that is. So the beginning of Ahava is Hashem, the beginning of love, and it's the same thing when it comes to Ahava to the love between people. Is Mukhrach Shahadam Yadam You have to know who's giving it to you. This most basic ahava that children should appreciate what their parents do for them and to understand. The children think that somehow things came to them, yesh that they, that in some kabbalistic way they were able to uh, afford all the things that they have and to and to live a certain way. When of course the parents are the mashpia, mashpia, so much the mashpia they're giving so much. First you have to recognize mimima kabbalistic. Who gave you this? Because if you think that this is that this is yours, or it's coming to you, or you're worthy of having it, and so on, then the fact that you have it is not going to awaken with you any feelings of love towards anybody else. It's come to me. It's coming to me, and uh, I should have had this a long time ago, and I could have gotten this on my own, and so on and so forth. All of those. All of those hagesham, all of those feelings, undermine any possible development of, of love, because you don't see that other as being someone whom you depend upon, who has been very, very good to you. You feel it's yours, and it's coming to you. For instance, Ruvain gives a gift to Shimon. The Shimon now, this is a strange case, but all of us have had these awkward situations. Ruvain gives a gift to Shimon. Now, Shimon doesn't know that it's a gift. Shimon believes that Ruvain owes him that money. So he says, Shimon gives him $100. It was a gift. It was a present. But for whatever reason, Ruvain has a cheshbon in his head that Shimon owes him $100. So he's getting a hundred dollar bill. Really, he should be filled with unbelievable gratitude that that, that Shimon is is doing such a nice thing to give him a gift for a hundred dollars. But in Ruvain's mind, it's barely worth a yeshikayach or a thanks because uh, in his mind, this is something that he should have been paid a while ago, and this money was this money belongs to him. So it's not a gift. It's it's a chayv. It's it's a responsibility and an obligation that's being paid. <coughs> You're hearing this parents with children, this is Kesayda. This is Kesayda. Meshimon Savish, Ruvain Machzalais Chavzal Shashalmi Mena. Well, he gives him an object. Let's say he gives him he gives him something, an object. And he gives it to him as a gift. But the other one thinks that he's just, that he had lent him this and the guy's giving it back to him. So here the guy comes along, he gives him a gift. He gives him a beautiful cipher or a beautiful painting as a gift, whatever. He gives him a gift. And the guy, and the guy, uh, in the guy's mind, this was something that he had lent to that person, and now it's being returned. 
So he doesn't see it as a gift. He sees that there's a responsibility to give it back to him, and it's his. That object, that object, whether it is a, a book or it's a, 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 a picture, whatever it might be, that object is not going to have the ability to awaken a feeling of love. Now that it's sitting in his hands, he doesn't feel any ahava for the person who gave it to him. He feels maybe relief, or he feels that it was given back to him and it was always his, and so on. But he doesn't feel any ahava because it's mine. So he says, It's the same thing when it comes to a person's loving Hashem. First, a person has to feel in a very, very tangible way. All of the unbelievable good. All of the unbelievable good that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for him. He has to realize that, that it's not his. And it's not coming to him. And he's not worthy of it. And on his own, he wouldn't have anything. And every single thing that he gets, like the Gemara says, Ankol for every single breath. For every single breath. For every tiny little thing in life. To, to be able to feel that this is an unbelievable taiva that Hashem is giving me. Again, that takes a tremendous amount of avoid and amunah because a person can look and see a lot of people have, everybody has this stuff. And not only that, but a lot of people have more than me. So why should I feel such a hakaris taiva to Hashem? It's, it's, it's coming to me and everybody has that, so why shouldn't I have a place to live in? And why shouldn't I have? Uh, why shouldn't I have food to eat? And why shouldn't I have clothing to wear? I mean, there are people that are much worse than me that have uh, these things and maybe even more. So that that way of looking at the world can that way of looking at the world can completely distort the truth of the reality of Hashem giving each and every one of us hand delivered mamish with our name on it. An act, as an act of love that he gives each and every one of us every single thing that we have in this world and of course all of davening is to be machazik that everything in davening is to be machazik that awareness inside of us that the Bereshul doesn't need to be reminded that he's the one that's doesn't need a reminder of all the gifts that he gives us but we every single second of our lives we have to remind ourselves who is the one who gave this to me? I can't love anybody if if I don't know that this was given to me personally itself as an act of love because of me and who I am and that and that the giver wants me to have this. How can I how can I feel any ahava? So all of us go about you know, we think we're gonna conjure up like I said last week, most of we just gave up on this mitzvah Havas Hashem, we left it over to Big Sadiqim. And and because how could we have how, on the most basic level, to feel an ahava, which is which is the simplest ahava comes with depends upon one's emuna that every single thing is a gift for each and every one of us specifically, specifically a gift with each and every one of our names and exactly what we need, and it's given by the Baruch Shalom as a gift because of His love for us. And that each and every one of us gets what we need in order to be able to be who we have to be in this world.
after that, when a person feels that something good is being done for him, that there's somebody that's doing him tremendous, tremendous tayvis. All the time, every second. There's nobody that does tayvis like this. That Hashem is what does for us every single second. Now, after the person feels that, then it's possible that the person should experience this level of love, which is a love that's tluyibadavah, a love that depends. Ahava, which is a tluyibadavah, that depends on what? On appreciation, gratitude. Acknowledging that I've received so much from the other. If a person lives in a state of milumada, milumada means taking everything for granted. Milumada means that this is just the way it is. You have that all the time in marriages. When over time people begin to. The original, that ahava, that each one felt that the other is giving so much of himself or herself and doing so much and so on, over time it becomes a ergo. It's, it's, it's expected. Not only that, that if, if she doesn't have supper ready, then she's in trouble. Or if something in the house is not the way it should be, or whatever. So then it's not good. What about what about the unbelievable tayvis that, that she's, constantly, she's constantly doing for him every second of her life? And the same is vice versa. The same with, with the wife. But if, to recognize and to appreciate how how much he does for her, but over time the relationships can become can get, become paralyzed and, and and stuck in a place that's called mulumada. Mulumada means that's what it is. That's how it is. That's how it is. When a person lives that way, adam chay and he doesn't notice, he doesn't take note to see all the tayvis, all the good things that Hashem Baruch does for him. He doesn't notice them. The, the, tzaddikim, the tzaddikim delight in, 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 in walking out into the sunlight. They delight and they feel that the Baruch Shalom sent a personalized gift with his name to have that wonderful experience of walking in the Baruch Shalom sunlight. But a person who looks at the world and says, "Well, it's just a sunny day, and it's sunny for it's sunny for uh, millions of people in New York City, uh, maybe all the way to the Poconos and to the Catskills, it's sunny." And in this sunlight, there there are millions of people, many of whom are much less worthy than I, and are not and are not from the children of Avmitzak and Yaakov. So, so what's the big deal? That it's, it's it's sunny out. Look, that's how it is. But when something goes wrong with the program, then everybody has a lot of tightness. Something goes wrong. Then everybody has a lot of tightness. You can't really talk about loving God unless you're a person that lives with this awareness. Because the most basic love comes is, is an ahavat an appreciation for what the other does for you. That's the most basic that's the most basic ahava in the world, the most basic love in the world. And and if you don't and if you don't take note and if you don't try to see that and to look at that, even if it means keeping a record and writing things down like we saw from Sadiqan that they used to have been custom, they had booklets and things that they would write down, that they things that they that they that they appreciated during the day, that they experienced during the day. That 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 they saw as being such wonderful, beautiful gifts from Hashem Azbar. Even the simplest things, we're not talking about you know, very, very, very big 
not very big expensive gifts, but the, the little things that people take for granted. That the tzaddik doesn't let those things pass. He stops and he takes note. That's the that's the beginning of being a mammon is to take note. It's to stop, not to not to not to rush, but to be able to take note. That's the beginning of being a person of the muna. So that if a person doesn't live that way, then it's kosher kemat iyev sheshiev is kind of be'emes ahavat shatli bedov lekach reishes avaydes adam. Therefore, the beginning of one's service of Hashem. The beginning of being an Evan Hashem with the goal of reaching a state of Ahabas Hashem, of love of God, which is not beyond us at all. It's not beyond us at all. Reishis Avad Sadam, his Vainan Valeros, The beginning is to take note and to focus and to, and to see all the typhus that Hashem, that Hashem is doing for us. Avaidus Adam, Kuf Samadal. Avaidus Adam, he lahaven v'leirays. The avaid of a person is to understand and to see. Shemitzad atzmai en leklum. On his own, he has nothing at all. He has nothing. Shemitzad atzmai en leklum. The kol mashiyeshloi hakol ba kol mi kol kol zemeh hakadosh baruch. And that every single thing that he has, every single thing, there's not one. There's not one breath of air and not one drop of water that's excluded. Every single thing that he has, hakol ba kol mikol kol zemakadosh baruch hu. Klemat leirak hakarish hakadosh baruch hu nicely harbe matanis. This means not only that a person recognizes that Hashem Baruch has given me so many gifts, umaitiv ini rabbis, and he's so good to me. He's done so many good things for me. Ella hakarish hakol ba kol kol. Mikol kol meakash baruch. It doesn't mean, you know, that you have a benefactor who's very kind to you and he does a lot of good things for you. Of course, you feel an appreciation and you love that person. But what if you have a person who does every single thing in the world for you? There isn't one thing. We're not, we're not asking what that means. I guess the closest it could be is if, if there's somebody who chalila chalila is completely immobilized, completely immobilized. But even then, if the person has his or her seichel, so then even then. It's not it's not a feeling of absolute and total dependency or reliance, but it's the closest you can get. If a person, God forbid, is completely immobilized, and there's an there's an individual in his or her life who does every single thing, call me call call. When a person when a person realizes that there's not anything in his or her life that 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 he or she would have if not for Kadesh Baruch Hu, it's not the same that he does a lot for us. And he gives us he gives us a lot of good things. There isn't anything that we have that is not from him. And even God forbid the tsaras, it's all a tayvasenu hanitzchus. Even even things that we don't appreciate, we don't like, we don't appreciate. So even that, when it comes to a human being who gives you something that, that that's not good for you, so then you feel like oh, what kind of tayv is this? I don't need this. When it comes to Kaddish a mom and a person who believes in Hashem knows that even if it's something which you don't enjoy, or if it's something which you find hurtful or uncomfortable, that it's also the Taifas, it's absolutely feel good. It's, it's absolutely feel good. The whole, why is it a hetter for us to daven that it shouldn't be that way? 
then it should be it should be uh, good that we can enjoy and good that we can experience because of our smallness and our difficulties. Is the highest level of davening is is everything is lotayv. Everything is lotayv. Say that we're not like that. So we're saying about Islam, it's hard for me to appreciate all the good that you do for me because I'm having such aggravation from some things. And if you'd help me in this Indian, it would make it a lot easier for me to serve you. Our whole way of davening for uh, God forbid in this service, it's really not a chachil. It's all about David. The emphasis is on the highest madrigal, the highest madrigal. Davening is just singing and, and dancing and praising Hashem. This is a big subject in Torah. And we'll talk about it more in the next chaluk. But the person, a person who recognizes, Everything that I have is a hatav. Every single thing that I have is a hatav. Is good. Is a hatav. Here's an example. Adam Kanadir, a person buys an apartment. And after a couple of years, the apartment went up in value. And the person, the person made a lot of money. He bought something. He bought something that was that was relatively inexpensive, and then he bought this deer, and then the neighborhood, whatever, and. And it was Givaldic. He bought something for whatever it is, uh, $70,000, and then $700,000. There are stories like this. And much more than that. For a person, those who bought in, in, in this whole area many years ago, so that's an obvious harvacher. It's, it's something which people are complaining that now is not so Givaldic. But it's many, many, many times more. Many, many times more than these places were 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And whoever bought homes made many times the percentages, hundreds of percentages of a ravach, of, of a profit. If they sold or if they're, if they're staying in that place to have the security of having a home that is worth many, many, many times more than, the, the, than whatever they thought they would have. So he says, So the simple way of looking at this would be like this. That Hashem, you have been kind to me. Because I, I made a good couple of dollars on this deal. This was a good investment. I made good money. And you could feel grateful. That's nice. And you could feel grateful to Hashem for steering you in that direction and to getting into the market, uh, 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 into the, that place at that time. And, that, that's, and you could feel grateful for that. Most people would think that that's it. That's the end of the Avayda. It's not true. One has to think more deeply than that. It's not just, I want to thank you that I did so well in this apartment. I want to thank you because, that's why I'm saying a second I want to thank you because I know that on my own I wouldn't have thought of, of buying this dira. I wouldn't have had that machshava, that thought. I really mean many people have such machshavas. That's whatever their cheshbon is, whatever the Barishalom works out with each person. But I myself could have had many, many reasons, many reasons, and, and to stay or not to go to do something else. That one has to be grateful not only for the profit that one has made, but one has to be misguided. The very thought of buying this dira, of buying this apartment, the thought itself. Zoom imatnasa shalhabari was a gift to you from Hashem's Baruch. 
that the Baruch Shalom played a little bit with your brain, and he gave a little bit of a of a, a little bit of a of, of a of a pinch on your, in your brain, even though it might have looked to you at the time that forget it, this is not this is not possible, this can't be, this can't be. I can't work this out and so on. But then, for whatever reason, and friends or family or different things, you're able to pull it together. That machshava, that machshava was a machshava that was a gift to you from Hashem's bar. That thought. So it's not only our physical possessions, but the things that we acquire in life that we have to thank the Rebbeinu for having these things. And for the physical pleasures and enjoyment that we have from all of these possessions or from the things that we have in life. Every thought. Any slight little consideration. I hear it. That sometimes a person from that can have also a big Yeshua or tremendous pleasure. And any feeling page. Any point in my physical life, in my emotional life, that Hashem allowed me to experience, and He gave me this, the koyach to be able to enjoy this, and to experience this, and to have this, even the slightest feeling that a person has. When you're walking out, when you're walking out, and you feel a certain breeze, and it feels good, that, uh, it's not just that the breeze is good. And to thank Hashem this is such a nice little breeze that you sent me. But to, but to also thank the Baruch that you're able to have the seichel, the presence of mind, that he helped you, to, he helped open up your mind to be able to appreciate the breeze and to take note of it, because most of life we just go by, we don't even think about, it. we don't even realize, until God forbid you, you, you can't, uh, you can't enjoy those things, you can't appreciate them. The, the, the ability to, to, to walk, to go, to, to, to speak, all of these things. And the machshav is nehirhurim that a person has. Hakol ma'atonim yoni is baroshemai. Everything is a gift. Kol ra'yon toiv. Any good idea that you came up with, shenayfel b'machshav is something that falls into your head. Hum yoni is baroshemai. It's from Hashem. Chen kol ha'pratim ada prat ha'kotim b'yoyser to the smallest details. Climber. In the beginning of one's avoda to come to this feeling of of ahava of loving Hashem and and recognizing all that He does for you, it's usually it's easier to work on the bigger things, to work on the bigger things, such as the more obvious things like kamalim, money, children, banim chadaima, laachemikain, as one progresses. And, feel, and is filled with the gratitude for the very obvious things that he has in his life. You work more and more to the point where you realize that every single thing that I have and everything that I am, all my thoughts. Of course, a person has the free choice to think something which is chalila, destructive or negative, and he can't say that's Hashem making me think that. All of one's thoughts, all of one's emotions, cult no ice of every single motion, every single movement that I could make. Kula mamish Every single thing without any exception. are gifts and acts of kindness that come from the Bhagavad
are gifts and acts of kindness. The whole Indian of, of Rosh Hashanah, of, of being Mamluk Hashem of Hamloch Hashem, that all of Rosh Hashanah is the one Indian of Hamelech, the king. But it's not a king of flesh and blood that does nice things for the people who are the subjects of his kingdom. It's Le'edea Machshavis and Baruchin Levavis, the one who knows my thoughts and the one who, who looks deeply into my heart. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kingdom It's a kingdom that reaches and penetrates into every single crack and crevice of my being, the Malchus of Hashem. The Malchus of Hashem. And a person can't even express in words. The, the whole name of the Shaifers, everybody knows this. It's something which is completely beyond words that I can't ever say. Even when we're saying in the davening of Shabbos, when we say in Nishmas, if my mouth would be filled with song like the oceans and so on, I could never ever thank you enough. But even to be able to say that, when a person comes, when a person comes to Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is when a person feels something that's so good that it takes his it takes his breath away. You know, when something unbelievably, unbelievably, unbelievably good happens to you. When a person has the the, the the most powerful emotion of love and appreciation, you can't say anything. You just you just choke on any word that you could say. And and then you calm down a little bit and the best you could do is just to give a krechs. A krechs to give to make a sound. That's a shaifa. That's that's a shaifa. And all the little krechs and during the year the sounds of the that's the true that the little things in life, those the two, those are the little pieces that you don't see how they come together, but all of it is part of. There's big things, big things in life. There's like a tkiyah, a tkiyah and the shvarim that are that are a little bit less magnificent. But then you have the truest of life, the little points. And and when a person thinks back and puts all of the points. Of, of the tiny little tithes that Hashem does for him in the year the thousands and hundreds of thousands of tithes mothers become so overwrought and overwhelmed with their children what would it be like if they didn't have that child and what does it mean to be able to, to, to come and to, and to have your child in your arms and to be able to have that feeling what, everybody's always the children are so, much, so hard it's so hard, it's so hard I don't know what to do with him, I don't know what to do with her, what's going to be, and all these problems. All of the, all of the tithes, and all of the, and all of the brachas that comes with that, and all of the, and all of the sweetness that a person has. Same thing with a husband and wife, that people, Shalom Bayes and Yonim. People come and they, and they, and they have fights about, about certain in Yonim. And, and, and they feel that they feel that I don't have any tkiyas or shvarim. And you say you have a million truths. You just have to have the seichel to put them together. And a million points of kindness. Sometimes you'll have a, a woman that she's that she's that she's destroying the shalom bias because she's waiting every day, holding your breath that her husband should say something Shakespearean to her. <laughs> He never, he never did, and he never will. And if he does, it's going to have to be like somebody putting an electrode in the brain and, you know, saying it from some other place. That, you know, uh, but 
and she's and, and, and he's not capable of, for whatever reason it is no see why he should be you want him to be evaluated something you know you married already 10 15 20 years see it's not that's not his it's not so much his style and for that she says she's for that I know people uh, I know I know women who have who have divorced their husbands for these kind of things good men I'm not talking about bad men good 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 men I have my son like this that I've dealt with over the years because the big tkiyas, the tkiyas are not there, which I understand. Someone who waits and waits and waits and expects and wants, and it's not like that kind of a thing. So there's a terrible disappointment and letdown and so on. But if that same person, I'm talking about a good man, because most people are very good. If that same woman would focus on the million little chewers, it's hard because you have to be smart to sew them together. Most women nowadays don't sew; they buy everything ready-made. You understand? Our grandmothers were seamstresses; they knew how to do those things. The women now they want everything to be ready. They don't want to sew things together. So sometimes you have a man that that all he could offer to his wife are a million truths, a million little, a million little good things, but he doesn't know how to. He's for whatever reason, his kalim are not the kalim to make, you know, tkigadailas. It's not the kalim to, to to make, you know, to send any great and moving letter, you know, some earth-shattering expression of, of warmth and affection. And you try talking to him, and then they go to the therapist, and go to the rav, and they go to this one, and how come, and then, and then they, she tries talking to his sister, maybe you could talk to him or something, you know, and he doesn't know what to do, he can't. So. Whatever, people have different limitations. And, 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 and if you don't see the truth in your life, then how could you love? And all you have is all you have is frustration and anger. And there are other people who they're very good when it comes to tkiy gedolu. So you'll have a, you'll have a guy. He's very good. He has a very good, you know, when it comes to a birthday or an anniversary or certain occasions, it's But the truth are not good. <laughs> It says in the Pesach that we say when we blow the Shofar, Ashrei Ha'am Yaydei Suru. Fortunate is the people who know the secret of the little sounds. It's from the little sounds of life that a person is able to love. From the big sounds it's very, very nice, but it doesn't sustain you. It doesn't sustain you. This is a major problem that you have when the, when the Hevra boys and girls are going out on dates. So they're from people, they don't know what they're supposed to do. This guy is in yeshiva his whole life. He was told that if you ever look at a girl, you're going to Gehenna. You understand? <laughs> and now you're supposed to like st- say things that are like Tkiyagadayla. He doesn't know what to do. And it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. And, and the girl's waiting for some Tkiyagadayla and he doesn't know what to do. And, and even when it comes to the truest, uh, you know, you're dating somebody. You see somebody uh, three hours like this and then four hours like that. And what exactly is this supposed to be? So then, you know, it's frustrating. They, they, they went out, you know, 12 times, 13 times. And this is, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. And I don't feel nobody feels anything, and and it's a very, very, very big problem. Because the emphasis is that that there are so many wonderful, good people, and if and if they if they would be married and they would live together from day to day, and she's wise and she's perceptive and deep, she would adore him for the millions of chewers that he's able to offer. But that's how it is. It's everybody's waiting for tkiy gedola, and it's not our our parents and grandparents were cut from a different uh, they were from a different cut a different type of, of a different brand so this whole Indian you see this whole Indian is so frustrating and you know how frustrating it is there, there, there are Tzadkaniyas here that are frustrated by this Indian 
it's such a it's such a crazy thing that we're in because because on the one hand the way that the way that dating used to go 25 30 years ago uh, I'm not talking about the chassidim but the way that it was chassidim there were matches they were made by uh, but the way that the way that dating was is that and, not, and I'm not saying that we could do this I'm just saying that the way dating was that you went out and you spent a lot of time in the face it's not healthy and it caused a lot of avayus and so on kid do as everybody knows but there was a certain there was a certain steadiness and a certain way of, of being able to begin to see a person on the other hand so now they have what they call shaduchim these are not shaduchim what they call now in the yeshiva world these are not shaduchim a shidduch is when you don't know the person and you trust your parents and they set you up and they, and they, and they put you under the hood together that's how my parents uh, they weren't married because they were after the war but that's how in their generation that's how matches were made in my cousins that's how they that's my cousins in, in Williamsburg that's how they got married so for people like us that's crazy that's totally crazy but they don't have those expectations their expectations are not for the keys the expectations are for truths and when they see the little truths in life and, they, and the, that he's you know he's like he's a nice guy and she's a nice girl and they talk to each other nice and, it's, and they do for each other then there could be big love Big ahava, big appreciation without without the long romantic letters because they don't know how to write those, uh, and they never read they never read any sonnets, you know. But 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 they love each other and they're good to each other like our parents and grandparents did. Of course, there were plenty of such. I'm saying, but to the to a large extent, to a large extent, there was. A, but now, what do we have? We have this thing now in the yeshiva world, in the so-called yeshiva world. is called they call it shaduchim. It's not shaduchim. A shaduch is when you have no sferkes at all. Mommy and daddy tells you, mommy tells you who you're marrying, and that this is who you're marrying, and you go under, you go under chuppah and gandig, and you and you live together, and you hope it works out, and you daven dasha. That's not what it is now. All the girls and, and guys when they're going out, first of all, they have, they have the guys especially have all kinds of lists of requirements. Of how it has to be a kigadarla from the beginning, <laughs> from the beginning, first date, and the girls also expecting should be right away should be kigadarla. You understand what I'm saying? And that's not called a shidduch. What's a shidduch? A shidduch is when someone, when parents fix you up and you get married. I'm not saying that that's realistic for our people. It depends where you come from. But don't, don't. What we have now is this crazy thing. You forgive me. I'm so upset about this thing because I see so much akhmas nefesh. It's all not get to what we're doing, what ahava means, what love means, love for God, love for other people, love for husband and wife. So what are we living in now? So they, they call it shidduchim. They call it a shidduch. As if it's really a traditional shidduch, like it used to be with our ancestors, where your parents just put you in the chuppah. As if it's, it's not really that. What kind of, what kind of a, a lie is that? This is a shidduch? When people are making 30 phone calls and investigating, and by the time they come to the chuppah, they already, by the time they come to the first date, they already think they know the other person and they don't like the person already. And it's not... <laughs> This, that's called a shidduch? That's not a shidduch. It's not called a shidduch. It's some sort of a, some sort of a, 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 a very, very, a, to me it seems like a bizarre, deranged distortion of what, of what uh, relationships are supposed to be like. So they come, each person comes and they go, they go on these dates and they're supposed to, everybody has such expectations and things. What did my parents expect? And, uh, you, you speak Hungarian? Yeah. You speak Yiddish? Yeah. <laughs> Your Shaima Shabbos, yeah. It wasn't that, and I'm not only talking about Europeans, it wasn't that complicated even by Americans 20, 30 years ago. You meet somebody, you know how many times I see these things with the guys and the girls that they never even go out on a date because it didn't, it didn't work out with all the pratim, uh, like on the, on the phone calls. If they, would, if they would have met each other somewhere, uh, like on a park bench, and say, Shalom Aleichem, Aleichem Shalom, and they talk for half hour, an hour, so you know, it's pretty nice. 
And then, they, then you're going to find out. Then you find out three months later that your that your mother was a little bit crazy. So you you deal with it. That's how it was in life. So what happens if your mother? So what happens? A little bit crazy. So you deal with it. No. But now, now you have to know. You, you you have to have before you go out on a date. You have to have a psychological uh, evaluation of your mother-in-law, of this lady, of the boy's mother. You have to have already uh, her psychological profile. So people, people, uh, the, when, it, when it came to old-fashioned shidduchim, an old-fashioned shidduch was, what's an old-fashioned shidduch? So the, the parents set them up, and they make, they work their lives out. You discover certain things that you didn't know and you don't like. You discover that anyway, with all the, after all the research, right? <laughs> so you discover things you didn't like, and then you find out things about, you find out things about the, sh- the shvig, the shvig, the inwas, kind of different things about, look, so then what do you do? So, so people don't expect everything in life that is coming to them, and they and they and they and they look at the truest of life, at the little nakudas of tov, they can make life work out. They don't run away, they don't retreat, and they did. They made the best of their lives, and they were good to each other, and they appreciated the little things in life. What's happening now with, with this whole business with shaduchim, with crazy, thing, crazy expectations and crazy things. Going the emotional expectations, then the expectations of what parents are supposed to pay for and do, and in-laws, and all kinds of things that everything is not normal and not natural of, of two people sitting down and seeing that they, that they would see that they're nice, they're nice. So what is it? They have things that they share in common, so they get married. And what's going to be afterwards? Are there going to be things that come up in life? There are always things that come up in life. So you want to make sure that that this works out. That everything has to be clear with the money, with the money, with the punishment. And what about people? Everything was clear and they lose their jobs. That happens all the time. Or God forbid, someone loses his health, or something. You don't love the person. So everybody now, everybody, it's all this, it's all this dimion, this delusion that's called. They call it shaduch to make it look like it's some kind of religious ritual. There's nothing religious about what's going on. It's all, it's all baloney. It's all without amuna. If it would be completely with amuna. Then you then then you wouldn't have to have you wouldn't have to have such such unbelievable uh, uh, requirements and expectations what they expect of the girls that the, that there are girls that they make themselves sick that that they starve themselves or how they look or what they do because they're afraid about what's going to be or what they're going to say or if someone comes from this family comes from that family so I, you know how many times I have this you have these people that I'm not going to marry no balshuv no balshuv I don't want that family and then I, and then and then. I said, you know, tell me a little bit about your sister, brother. Oh, they're married from a very old hush of a family from Barapak or from whatever. And what's going on over there? Milchams, World War Three, day and night. <laughs> World War Three, day and night. You could have had some nice brother who, who has whose parents are the sweetest, kindest people who, who live in Des Moines someplace. You know, what? and you visit them twice a year, and they kiss you and they hug you. So what's this? So you wanted to get to the, you wanted to get onto 13th Avenue, or you wanted to get to? The, what do you think, so Givaldic over there? I mean, the people have issues wherever they are. So what? But everybody wants to make all these reasons, Chakivs. Who the people are? Who are they? Who are they? As if you're going to find out, and as if you're going to know, it's all belonging. It means, no, it means nothing. It has nothing with Amunah. It's not called Shaduchim. It's all American. It's all a very strange mixture of America with Yiddishkeit and making this thing and calling it a Shaduch. I have all of my relatives in Williamsburg, all these very, very chassish, they have Hashem, none of them are divorced. I don't know the answer. They seem to me to be very happy and, and everything is, they're getting along very, very beautifully. They never, they never met before the chassna. Just for two seconds, the families came and they came and they, just, and they walked away. And, they, and they said, you want to call that a shidduch? I'm not saying this for us. We have different sens- sensitivities because of how we were raised. That's called a shidduch. That's called a shidduch. It's not called shidduch. This is called dating 
but being unable to be to be uh, expressive, not being able to express yourself, obviously not being allowed to touch, because we're religious. This is not, so what is this? It's not shidduchim. It's not dating. What is it? It's nothing. It's all it's all a craziness. That's what it is. And therefore, it's nisim and the flowies that the people are able to get married and be happy at all. But if you're not a person, if you're not a person that look, that you if you're not a person that you look for the truest of life, if you're always expecting the kividolas in life, then there's no ahava. Then you're always angry. You're always angry. You're always bitter. When I, I went when I went today to pay Lalaya Shiva called to 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 Yitzhi, you know, brunch like where we were last time in the house. Yitzhi is a very, very, very hush of a yid. They're a beautiful couple and 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 a Yitzhi was there were talking with his sisters. Such an interesting thing. Listen to this. Yitzhi's sister was saying how a very wonderful two sisters, very hush of the girls that lost their father passed away when he, when he was a little boy. And the mother had a very hard life and the mother raised them. Mother raised them. And they raised the children with the simcha, the simcha. At the at the, the last period of her life, she had already madrigus of uh, what's it called dementia, 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 right? She already wasn't it wasn't good. She only had five or six things that she would say. Always those five or six things, and she would say them to, to, to everybody. The, the 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 five items or the six items were things like, "I love you." You're so cute. Oh, you're such a beautiful person. That those are the only things that she was left with when everything else was taken from her was the pnimius of the person, and everything that was left of her were those five or six phrases. Each one was terms of endearment, affection, and appreciation. What does that tell you about a person? You can't fake that, you know. You can't you can't plan that out and like you know rehearse it and, and then get ready for the you know when you when God forbid you lose your seichel. That's something that that means that the person is saturated with with appreciation and and good sky and 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 and, and, a, and a have and love love of people love of mishpacha. That's that's a person who had a person who went through difficulties and suffering and instead of becoming embittered. She was machazik herself with so much ahava for her family and for other people. It's the most inspiring thing in the world. How do you make a person happy? How is Hashem's Baruch supposed to make us happy? How is it supposed to make us happy? Hashem's Baruch to make us happy with ourselves, to make us happy with our with our parents, to make us happy with our husbands and wives, to make us happy with our children, to make us happy. That a person should be able to feel ahava. To ask the Hashem to open our eyes to see all the good in, in, in everything that He gives us, all the good in everything that we have, and how it wouldn't if it be anybody else's, it wouldn't be good. It's only what I have that's good for me. That's the whole avoid of a person in this world. That's what it means. That's Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah means to, like the Tanya says, the Rosh Hashanah means the mind of the year. It means to create. Rosh is, a, is the beginning. It means a brain. It means to create the mindset of Tov. To create within yourself a mindset of, of appreciation, of, of thankfulness. That's what Rosh Hashanah is all about. I mean, Mela, after that, I say, Samay Chuvi and Kippi, you say, all those things that I did that, that, that show that I was not grateful, I apologize. I'm sorry. Because if I would have truly, truly appreciated all that you are for me, I never would have done those things. It's the same thing with a husband and wife and parents and children. If I would have truly appreciated you, mommy, I never would have neglected you. I never would have said those things that hurt you. I never would have done that. 
I, and, and, and because of my own shortcomings, my own faults, and because of the various that I've done, I've dulled my senses, and I, and I didn't see how good you are to me. I didn't see all the good that you've done for me. And how much Messiah was nervous. So a person, a person might begin this avayda with a big, with a big picture of, of being thankful, and, and uh, for, for, you know, having a panos and having a home and all of those things. Remember, it was a year ago. Remember, was it already a year? And there's a lot of rain. You remember, a lot of the basements got here in the neighborhood. It was terrible. But wasn't it like, like Yom Kippur time? It was Yom Kippur time. I remember. And, and there was a lot of there was a, that time was Sukkot Yom Kippur. It was terrible, and people lost a lot of money. But and it was very very hard for a lot of people. It was up at Yom It was a very hard time. But and everybody should not should have good things and shouldn't have these problems. But but. If people in other places of the world would look at us and they would see that our, our problem in life is that you have a wet basement. <laughs> Think of it. They would look, people in most of the world would look at us and how we live like kings and queens, how we live. You have a basement? <laughs> That's a hush of a thing. That's a hush of a thing to have a basement. So the basement is wet. It's not good and it's upsetting and things get, get ruined and nobody's happy with that. But, but it could cause a person to, to forget and, and not to pay attention to all the truest that he has and all the, all the good things that a person has in life. So that's what he's explaining. That a person comes to realize that everything, everything, without any exception, everything is a gift to Hashem. There are two parts to this. First, you have to get rid and drive out that thought that that, that you have everything because it's yours. Like the guy that thought that what the guy gave him a gift, he thought it was really his, right? That's a big mistake. You have to get rid of that thought that it's yours, that you did this, you accomplished that. That you made this yourself, you got this for yourself. That's the first thing you have to get rid of that. The second thing, of course, is to understand how every single thing is from Hashem's Baruch. And this is the avoid of a person in this world. It's the nature of a person to run through life and not to pay attention, not to take note. And when you just when you're just going through without looking carefully and without thinking about all of these things, you begin to have this feeling that it's because I'm so smart that I have this. Well, maven, I'm such a big maven, I understand. The day and I know everything. Therefore, therefore the only, only way to become a person that's an Ebed Hashem, that loves Hashem, is to be somebody that takes note. It's a very big avoider. It's a very big avoider. I once spoke about that, and I was thinking how when Moshe Rabbeinu, that he saw that the, everything began. You remember the whole redemption began because Moshe Rabbeinu saw that the bush was on fire; it, it was it was burning, but it wasn't being destroyed. Right? How did he know that that it wasn't being destroyed? Because he he was watching; he took note. It could have been that another person who just seen something burning would have kept you know would have run away. What, what, what I'm saying is that that to be a great person requires his mindfulness, being mindful of things. Mindfulness. 
mindfulness, this has a lot to do with what we're learning, the meaning of, of Menuchas and Nefesh, to be mindful, to be mindful. To be a to be a person that takes note, that looks at things. All tzaddikim are like that. All tzaddikim notice. They take note. It's a very, very remarkable thing. They take note. If you've been, and if you've spoken to tzaddikim, they take note of little things. They see all those tiny little truths of life. They take note. Where did this come to me? Where did this come, Where did I get this from? Is this because of what I accomplished, my own strength, and so on? Or many is Bashma? Is it from Hashem's Baruch? We have this way of thinking that it's really me, but I have Siyat Dishmaya. Meaning it's me, but God helps me. And we're so used to saying that. There's Hashem, Siyat Dishmaya, you put on top of the page, So in other words, it's really me, and I have this little helper. The Rabbanish level. So everything really is my decision and my action. And I just need Hashem to help me a little bit to pull me through. Obviously, that's a terrible mistake. That, that we look at life as Siyatid Shmai. Hashem's help. Siyatid Shmai. As I arrive, who I say. So we think that Hashem does a lot. That we think that, the, I'm sorry, the person feels that really he does mostly. Rabbanish Jamar has a life. And the Kashbar was helping, so you have different songs and psukhna, you know, and it sounds like that. In other words, it's really me, but uh, uh, but mostly it's like Hashem, do me a favor. Really help me a little bit that I need, because really I can do it almost all on my own. I need a little help from you. That, and, and if not, then just at least don't get in my way. <laughs> at least don't don't interfere. These are these are mashab as a person goes through life. Well, the M is an It's not this. It's not true. This is not it at all. Whatever we're able to do, every single thing is everything. Everything. The strength that I have to be able to work and to be able to acquire things. Every single thing is a gift from the Bhagavad even that which we call, even that that which we call ishtadlus, what your effort that you put into something. We always said you have to make ishtadlus, you have to make ishtadlus. You have to try. You have to you have to do your job, and then God will do His job. I mean, this, you do your part, and God will do His part. Even that way of speaking is not really emuna. You have to do your part, which accomplishes only one thing. It's a rotsna Hashem that you do something. Not that that, ever, not that, that that itself cannot cause anything. You're established. Not the way we think. I, if I do 20%, then I'll do 50%, then I'll do 50%. That's not true. Your established accomplishes zero. The only thing that established is, is the reason that we have to make an effort is because Hashem told us to. So, what, what, what actually takes place is 100% the Established is only because it's a mitzvah, the Bible told us to be established. Finished. That's also what people make themselves meshug with the near the shtadlus with shaduch and all these things, as if as if it's the baruchim is going to help you if you do it. So all of these things, the shtadlus is just a sh- that the person has to do because the baruchim told us to meshtalus. Because what happened with Adam and Chava in the in the garden, something went wrong, and we have to make a shtadlus. It's it's a claw, it's a curse that we live this way. But that but that's not because my shtadlus is what brought me my success, and that Hashem's baruch just clinched it for me. That's not it. 
the Ishtadlis is only because it's a Ratzon of Hashem to make Ishtadlis. Not because my Ishtadlis is poiled, that it actually brought something about. My Ishtadlis doesn't accomplish anything. The only thing my, my Ishtadlis is, is that it fulfills the will of the Creator who told me to be Mishtadl, who told me to try. That's all. Everything is a gift. Whatever power, whatever koyach you have to make your hishtadlis. So you think, I'll make my hishtadlis, then Hashem will help. Your hishtadlis is Hashem. Your ability to make any hishtadlis, to make any effort, to improve your lot and your life, that also is only because Hashem has helped you that, and even helped you with that machshavah to make that effort. And all of the thoughts that you have, and the etzes, and the advice, and ideas of what to do and how to do, that also, that also is Every single thing, every single thing is is mamish a gift. But Hashem, the next year which will be, I guess, after after I don't know after Yom Tovim comes out. So then, then we'll finish the next year. We'll finish we'll finish the cipher, and I hope to be able to at that time to to, to bring this farm for everybody to have this farm. So I don't know how much to get. I'll get Baruch. To, I guess I don't know. Thirty swim, twenty or thirty swim. We'll see if he needs. I'll be able to some to deepen our understanding, to grow more and more, and to, and to put these things into practice. The fact that we're, that we're zayichet to learn this, and if we think about it, it's something which is a very, very, very wonderful schus. That in our days that we have such things that we can learn, and this is the best preparation for Rosh Hashanah. The yontiv of Rosh Hashanah is the yontiv of Amuna of belief in Hashem. And accepting Hashem's Baruch as King and knowing that everything is from Him. This is the best preparation. Hashem's Baruch should help that each and every one of us and all of Kleinsel should have not just it should be, not just a good year, but should be filled with sweetness. And the sweetest thing is to be Dovik is Dvekas Bashem, to be closer to Hashem's Baruch. And when we're closer to Hashem's Baruch, then everything in life will be sweet in Hashem. But it should talk to be sweet even for any even if it's not complicated. It should just be sweet anyway. Mm-hmm. It should always be for every Jew it should be sweet, but we should be able to taste in everything the sweetness and as Hashem it should be a, everybody should have a Ksivak Sim Tom good year.